scripture reading and the following address are part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia on July 24th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel as written in the Gospel according to St Luke chapter 11 beginning at the first verse. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Today's readings are all, they all raise the importance and value of prayer. We not only have the privilege to bring our needs to God, but we also have a responsibility as Christians, as people of God, to pray and to intercede for those who cannot or do not pray. By an aside, we, this congregation is being prayed for by the other congregations of the Victorian district of the LCA, New Zealand. So um, we're being prayed. St. Paul's and each one of us is being prayed for today as part of the prayer calendar of this district. We pray for others who cannot pray, perhaps. Just as Abraham prayed with confidence in God to show mercy towards Sodom and Gomorrah, we are to pray for others in need. Yes, and even negotiate with God, because his mercy is great. We have great confidence in his mercy. And so prayer has a vital role in the life of Christians and the community of the church, but sadly it's often neglected 
or considered to be too difficult for a variety of reasons. I know prayer is impossible without faith, but even with faith, prayer is something that we may struggle to grow in without someone to teach us or to give us confidence to pray. It requires faith to speak to an unseen God. So prayer is an act of worship. It is talking with God as an expression of faith. I find that some people become quite disheartened if they can't pray with confidence in public. They're a bit shy about it. But they don't have the beautiful eloquence and power that other Christians display in their prayers. I must have, I feel sometimes a little bit uh, embarrassed by my own stumbling prayers in public. So I prepare myself perhaps when I know God hears me regardless of my speech. And you know, comparing ourselves with others can be rather dangerous and disheartening. We may feel like giving up, never persisting or growing in prayer, the habit of prayer, never growing in our own style of speaking with God because we think other people might be judging us. But if we have confidence in God and his invitation to pray, then prayer should be an easy conversation, like picking up a ringing phone in the middle of church or anywhere to speak to a friend. How great it is to catch up with you, dear friend. Let me tell you about what's going on in my life then also listening to the other side of the conversation. So prayer is also a time of being quiet and listening to the heart of God. And despite the things that would prevent us from praying, the Holy Spirit in the church continues to call and lead us to pray in response to God's goodness. And there's so much of God's goodness that we have in our lives that we can give him thanks for. Today Jesus invites us to seek, to knock, And to ask not only for our own needs, but also to petition God for grace and mercy, healing and change for others, especially for those who are near and dear to us. And prayer indeed can change the world, because we pray to a God, the creator and lover of the world. And as we explore the gift of prayer, and in particular Jesus' teaching on how to pray, we place ourselves at his feet as his disciples. So again, we sit at his feet, as we did last week, to hear him teaching us and encouraging us. Let's choose the better thing and listen and open our hearts to him today. He's opening our hearts to greater love and knowledge of God, and he equips us as disciples to serve in his name. And what a wonderful privilege to serve people, the world, with our prayers. After all, we are a holy priesthood called to intercede for the world. When Jesus' disciples came to him asking, Lord, teach us to pray, don't you think that's rather strange? They're about three years into their training with him. They were adult men in a society that was regularly prayed to God. So what are they asking for when they say, Jesus, teach us to pray, just as John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray? What are they asking for? Are they asking... They wanted a lesson in prayer, but most likely they've observed Jesus' regular habit of praying and how he drew strength and direction from his prayer time with his heavenly Father. Surely these men had already experienced praying prayers in the Jewish tradition. So were they asking him how to find a good location to pray? What's the best location to pray? 
And how long should I pray, maybe? Or the best time of day? How to fold their hands? Whether to look up or to bow down? What is the right way of praying? Is there a right way? Should I have my eyes closed or open? No, obviously there was something deeper, something about the intimacy of Jesus speaking with his heavenly Father that they wanted to know about. When they say, Lord, teach us to pray, they wanted to learn to pray Jesus' way with an intimacy that no other teacher could have shared except the Son of God. And so the prayer that he gave in response to their request is an amazing gift to us all, not just to those disciples, but to the whole church, where he invites us this prayer by this prayer to have the same intimacy that he has with his Heavenly Father. He said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. The word Father here shares the casual intimacy of of calling God Daddy, Abba Father. And this Father, God, rules heaven and earth. And we are to call him Father, praying your kingdom come. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Prayer then is Jesus' own prayer stance, praying confidently to a, to a father that he knows with access and intimacy. Despite his origin, the Lord's Prayer is often referred to, which is often referred to as the Our Father, can be surprisingly undervalued even by people of the church and paid little respect. Why is that? Well, it's because many Christians believe we should be freer in our praying. And that's quite right, but not to the detriment of the Lord's Prayer. We are not simply rattling off prayer by rote when we pray the Lord's Prayer. I know that many non-Christians can indeed rattle off the Lord's Prayer on occasions, such as the opening of Parliament or a school assembly or a funeral, although the general public's ability and willingness to pray these days is less common. But however, we as Christians who know the Father and not to be simply rattling off the Lord's Prayer. When we say it, we pray it. We pray it by heart. We pray it with faith. We pray it with love towards a God whom we know, who's revealed himself through his Son, who teaches us to pray our Father, his Father, our Father also, with one another, to a God who loves us as his new creation in Christ, his only dearly beloved children. Doesn't that give you confidence? So we pray confident and secure in the relationship that we have with God. We pray with understanding of each petition, embracing the intimacy of speaking to a heavenly Father who desires so much to hear, not just words, but to our hearts also. The deep things that are worrying us, our aspirations, And so in praying the Lord's Prayer, we enter by an act of worship into Father God's presence. And we enter united together, the word, our Father. As his people, we enter boldly with Jesus, our Lord. And it was with such boldness and confidence in being accompanied with Christ that we should pray all our prayers. And in the Lord's Prayer, we pray for God's kingdom to come, for his will to be done. And what is God's will? Well, God's will is that we would be blessed. 
that we be united together. He desires to bless all people, to restore, to heal, to regain lost relationships and reconcile the world to himself through Jesus Christ. That is the Father's will. And so we pray with confidence and boldness because of God's invitation for the relationship and commitment that he's already made with us through his Son. And in his teaching, Jesus uses the example of approaching a friend to explain the boldness and persistence that we are to pray. Suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has come from overseas or from Adelaide somewhere of nothing to set before them. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The, Lord's or- the door's already been locked. Well, the Lord's prayer knocks on every door, the very door of heaven, in fact, where without Jesus' invitation, God would have every right to respond to us, don't bother me, I don't even know you. The door's locked. But that door which was previously locked by our sin and separation has been opened by Jesus himself. As it says in Revelation, he sets before us an open door that will never be closed. He has given us the keys to the heavens whereby we can ask and receive, where we can seek and find by his own name and authority. We can knock and the door will be opened. So Jesus teaches us to pray in his name with confidence according to God's will, with a sincerity of a humble listening heart that seeks the good not only of ourselves but of all people do you include other people in your prayers it does not limit us in what we are to pray for we can pray anytime especially when other people are in need we can pray alone or in the company of others especially other christians and we can pray with our own voice persistently with expectation that God will reveal his will to us in answering either yes or no, or not quite yet, or even with something far better than we even thought of asking. So, dear disciples, as Jesus teaches you to pray, he reminds you of your status as children of God, and he gives you the keys to open the storehouses of heaven, Where is that key? Is it in your pocket? Have you lost it? God is your father. He's given you remarkable access to his heart. Are you going to confidently pray or will you drop the ball due to awkwardness and busyness that you don't have time to pray? Now, the prayer that Jesus taught us has been given to us as a gift. He taught us For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Well, these things have been added, haven't they? If you looked at the text, we pray that together, been added by the church. But when Jesus taught it, he left the ending open, open for us to continue to bring our own personal requests and concerns, the concerns of our hearts, to use our own words in prayer. And having said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, the moment is set for us to share our struggles What are our temptations that we need to pray about? What is the opposition and evil that is around us that we need to oppose? The kingdom belongs to God and he cares for us. So pray. 
Luther said, there's no better prayer than the Lord's Prayer. For if there were, surely Jesus would have given it to us. Think about that. When he says, when the disciples asked him to pray, teach us to pray, he gave them the very best prayer. But the Lord's Prayer is not the end of prayer. Instead, it is to lead us into further conversation with God with confidence. It helps us to overcome our stuttering weakness and excuses that we don't know how to pray or what to ask for. And in praying, Lord, teach us to pray, we look to Jesus, our Lord, who invites us into the heavenly realm. And we appeal to the Holy Spirit to continue to lead us in praying for the Holy Spirit, as Paul explains. St. Paul explains, will help us in our weakness. For when we don't know what to pray for as we ought, the Spirit intercedes with us and for us with groans deep beyond words. And the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You can check that out in Romans 8. And we have this gift today, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, such a simple prayer that, che- that children can be taught it. But don't underestimate its value. It's not just for children. It's far more than training wheels for prayer, our prayer journey. For as we pray it, we pray it in union with all disciples, with Christ and the Holy Spirit. And it transforms us with the gift of each and every petition. And in praying, we learn the heart of God. We grow in faith and are prepared to share more, to seek more, to ask for more, to open more doors for ourselves and for others. So just pray. And let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your prayer given to teach and encourage us. And as we pray to and with you, seek us to ask, help us to ask and seek and knock, to do so boldly and persistently, ever confident in God's mercy and justice and power to save. And by your Spirit, lead us to pray for those who cannot or do not pray, and to be confident in our praying, knowing that we are heard by a loving Father who will not give us a snake when we ask for a fish and who can give us so much more according to his good and gracious will. Amen.